What's going on everybody? This is Cody and Brandon with Our Thoughts Exactly, where we give you our honest opinions on everything going on in sports. Today we're going to dive into the NBA playoffs, Brandon did some NFL draft grades, we're going to touch on a, a social issue that's uh, it's really been bothering us. What's going on Brandon? Not too much man, I've uh, been pretty good, been enjoying the uh, NBA playoff basketball yes. going on, and like you said that... Uh, whole issue, the racial issue. Adam Jones, uh, Orioles were playing in Boston, and yeah, he had some not-so-great things said to him and also had some peanuts thrown at him. Uh, I know you've got a little bit more on this. Why don't we just dive right into that? Yeah, man. Uh, the way I see it is, listen, this is 2017. What the hell, <laughs> everybody? I don't, right. I don't get it. Why do we still need or feel the need to use the N-word? It's unreal to me, especially in sports. This guy, all he's doing is doing his job, trying to you know play a game so everybody can watch. We're spending a lot right. of money to watch it. Right. Why do you? I mean, clearly the guy was drunk, um, and it wasn't yeah. just one guy. But right, right. Um, you know, I just why at this day and age do you have to use such a horrendous word? It just doesn't make any sense to me. And from what I understand, he wasn't even he wasn't doing anything to no to, to egg the guy egg, on. Egg him on. The at guy all. was just. Completely out of line, just kind of threw the N-word out there. And then on top of that, throwing the peanuts at him. Just that's trying just, to rise. That's just childish kind of stuff that's just unacceptable. Especially, like you said, we're in 2017. It just doesn't make sense. This kind of stuff should not happen anymore. What are people doing? Yeah, I mean, everybody pushes for equality, which they should. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's because we're, you know, what they call the millennials. We're younger at this point. I... You know, I I see everybody as an equal. I mean, there are no. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I completely agree. Why is ever? I don't understand why you still have to try to separate people. Uh, and you know, and because of this, I looked a little farther into it. Fenway Park is a beautiful park. Oh yeah, um, you know, One Boston of the in general. Best ballparks in the entire world. So I was looking uh, some interviews. You know, through the years, players have been have have said on numerous occasions that Boston is the most racist state to play or city to play in. Um, you know whether it's football, whether it's baseball. Baseball is pretty pretty bad, apparently. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I heard someone bring up the fact that um, the the Celtics, Celtics of the '60s that were dominating. Uh, you know, they they brought up that they were a very it was a very racist town. It was the '60s, so I yeah. you know, I'll, not that it was good, but I'll, you know, it's it's more understandable than now. Like yeah. two, however many years, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, you know, I think if if we know Boston's the most racist, right. why, why can't we stop it? Why are we not doing anything about it? Uh, yeah. Why is Boston well, still the most racist? And I kind of find it funny. It was like, I think it was like a day or two after uh, that game was what? On a Monday night. Mm -hmm. It was like a couple of days after the next game, uh, Boston ended up banning a fan, lifetime ban. Lifetime ban. Because he had, a, he had season tickets. Yeah, had season tickets. Lifetime ban because he made a racial remark uh, about the singer that was singing the national anthem. Yeah, and yeah. they kicked out sixty people from that very game. Yeah, so they, you know, the Adam Jones thing. It kind of hopefully kind of opened some eyes in Boston, and maybe they will try to do something about it. But like you've said, it's been an ongoing issue for years and years and years. Right, and and you know Boston did uh, you know banning this this uh, fan that was their version of saying you know I know we messed up we're gonna take care of it we'll make it right I swear that yeah. it doesn't it's, make it right it's, it doesn't and listen I mean I've had a pretty cushy life I'm right. a twenty six year old white guy so I mean I I don't have a whole lot of prejudices um, going to, towards me. Um, you know, I, I've been picked on in schools and stuff like everybody has. Yeah. But I have no idea what it's like to to go through what Adam Jones went through and to still play like nothing bothered him. It had to be eating him alive. Yeah. So to me, um, you know, I, not only do I not know what it feels like, no one should know what that feels like. It's it's done. It should be completely cut it out. Gone out of our society. At this everybody point. listening, cut it out. Yeah. It doesn't. It, there's no reason anymore. Completely uh, agree. Yeah. Moving on uh, from Major League Baseball, why don't we talk a little NFL? Yeah, uh, there were some there were some decent moves. Um, you've got Jamal Charles heading to the Broncos, his you know childhood team kind of thing, and you know what uh, that deal was just a year deal, 
3.75 mil, which is pretty much in line. You know, you had guys like Adrian Peterson and um, Marshawn Lynch. Pretty, sim- pretty similar deals. Uh, so that's kind of, I guess, the aging NFL running back deal that you're going to get at this point. Yeah, everybody that's been picked up so far, that's noteworthy anyway. There's been other there's been other running backs picked up. But everybody that's been noteworthy has either been older, a la Adrian Peterson and Marshawn Lynch, yeah. or fat, <laughs> like, Eddie you know, Lacey. Eddie Lacy. <laughs> right. um, or, uh, you know, Jamal Charles, he's still a dog, but he's got how many surgeries on his leg now? Exactly. I mean, he's, you know, he's got he's got all he, that going on. He's an on. aging. He's what I would throw into the category of an aging he's, running yeah, back. I for would sure. say, um, and you know, this just to me proves how how well uh, the Broncos are are ran right now. Yeah. Um, you know, and not even right now, they've always been ran well, which um, is what it is. But you know, to me, it's just proving that. You know, what, name another team, any other team out there, really, minus Pete Carroll and, and you know, um, Belichick. Anybody else was going to throw all kinds of money at him. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, and not, and not even necessarily a, a ton of money, but they would have gone more than what this was. And even if it wasn't more annually, they would have put on more than two years. I'm sure of it. Oh yeah. They did the same thing with Adrian Peterson. Um, and so, to me, good for the Broncos. This is a great pickup. If it doesn't work out, if his leg doesn't hold up. They're out four mil. It's, it's a one year deal. I mean, yeah, it not not a huge thing in the grand scheme of things. So. And for Jamal Charles, that's that's a great spot. Yeah, that's I gonna really be a think it is great team for him. Great yeah, spot. You absolutely. have a good defense that's gonna uh, it's gonna hold it close, which means you're not gonna have to throw the ball all the time. Which means he's gonna get his touches like he wants as yeah. long as he stays healthy. Um, great spot for him. Yep, completely agree. And then another move in the NFL. This one. Uh, Somebody getting out of the NFL and moving right. into the broadcast booth. You've got Jay Cutler. Nobody picked him up. Nobody wanted him. So now he's making the move to Fox. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, Jay Cutler, um, I really hope that he's more personable than he seems. <laughs> right. Um, because yeah. I'm a huge Fox fan. I know you same, are too. Same here. Um, you know, I, there, Fox has made some great, great moves recently. Um, to me... From an outsider, or as an outsider, I I think it's a horrible move. <laughs> but right, well, that's just because we see the Jay Cutler on the sidelines pouting, you know, pouting, yeah. and just kind of his demeanor on the sidelines doesn't really scream. Oh yeah, he's going to be an exciting uh, commentator, right? So that'll be an interesting move, uh, seeing how Cutler does in the booth. And yeah. interestingly enough, I'm pretty sure his first game commentating is. The Bears preseason game. Yeah, that's on accident. I'm sure. Yeah, nobody planned that, right? Yeah, he, um, you know, he's he said that this is permanent. Um, he, you know, will not go back like a, like a, several other quarterbacks have. Um, he he's on to broadcasting now. That may be a little persuaded because no one wanted him, and so it yeah. has to be permanent. Yeah. Um, but you know, good for him. Hopefully, it works out for him. Uh, you know. It's a it's a good gig if you can keep it, but yeah, I just the it'll guy be, I, the guy I've seen. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see. All right, so the NFL draft is now over. Um, everybody's got their opinions on how how it worked. You know whether who was good, who was bad. Uh, Brandon here, he put a little bit of time into it. Kind of looked up, um, gave us his grades, um, and I believe he from uh, what we're doing. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon. Is we're gonna go top three. Bottom three, and then just a couple others. Couple, couple honorable mentions or dishonorable mentions. So, if you will, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll hop into it. Yeah. So, we'll start with the best um, team. I thought had the best draft was the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, which is just shocker. I mean, what happened? What happened? The Browns usually rounds things up right. and really screw things up in the draft, but to me this year. They get a solid A. I'm, I'm giving them a solid A. Um, they made some great picks. They had three first-rounders. They traded down uh, once in the first round and ended up picking a 2018 first-rounder up. That's a yeah. huge move in my my opinion. And, and then they also yeah. picked up uh, Deshaun Kaiser, who at one point, you know, early on in the, the college football season, was supposed to be the top quarterback prospect, fell to the second round, and they ended up picking him up. He's the most NFL-ready, uh, physically at least. Phys- physically, yeah, right. absolutely. I mean, he's just he's the prototypical AFC North quarterback. He's 
you know, in that mold. Cold weather, big body. Yep. I, I think he's going to do really well. So in a lot of the other, uh, you know, picks that the Browns ended up making, I think are just fantastic picks. So I give them the top grade. Um, another team that I thought did awesome was the 49ers. The 49ers did great. They had a great draft. Yeah. I gave them a solid A as well. Good for John Lynch. And, yeah, great draft for him. Yeah. And the trade with the Bears where they moved down that one spot and picked up a ton of picks. They played them. Yeah, they played. They played the Bears, and they came out as winners. I mean, they picked up Solomon Thomas. They the got guy the the guy they were going to pick at the second pick anyway, they got him at third and also got like three or four picks. Yeah, they said that they were going to uh they were going to draft uh Miles Garrett if he had dropped, if the Browns somehow Browns took a quarterback and took, yeah. and took Trubisky, but they didn't. They let the Bears do it this time around. Um and you know, the Niners, they got lucky, man. They did, and then they also later on in the first round picked up Reuben Foster, right, who was Supposed to be uh, picked up much earlier, but obviously had some issues at the combine. He was considered if top five for a long if time. If he ends up cleaning his act up, oh, uh, yeah. he's going to be a beast for them, and that's a huge steal. Yeah. Uh, number three, I've got the Panthers uh, picking up. I, I gave them an A minus. I mm-hmm. thought they had a great draft for the offense. Man, Cam Newton's got to be one happy dude. Oh yeah. They picked up Christian McCaffrey, dog, who's a beast. We both agree, right. dude's just a dog. And then in the second round, they picked up another offensive weapon, Curtis Samuel. Yeah. I mean, that's two huge playmakers that Cam Newton now has. And we know how their offense kind of sputtered quite a bit last year. That was the whole talk last year is how the offense did so poorly compared to the year before. Exactly. So now Cam Newton's got two uh, new weapons to play with. It's going to be awesome for the Panthers. I really like their draft. Yeah. And as far as honorable mentions... There's a couple of them. There's a couple of them. I've got the Chargers. I gave them a B plus. Sure. I was a little iffy on the Mike Williams selection, but then again, I mean, another wide receiver for Phillip Rivers to throw to. I get it. I, I thought they just picked Williams a little too high. They probably could have traded back and got him a little later on in the draft. So that that's the only knock I have there. But they did pick up uh, two solid guards to help protect Phillip Rivers. Which is where they've been struggling. Which is where they've been struggling big time. Uh, they grabbed Forrest Lamp, who was, you know, he's seen as one of the, the better guards in the draft, fell to the second round. They snagged him there. And uh, they Phillip also Rivers got... Phillip saying, I love Lamp. Yes. He probably is right now. He, he will be. And then uh, they snagged Dan Feeney. Um, and he's an awesome guard as yeah. well. So that's fantastic for them as far as their needs. Another uh, honorable mention, we've got the Bills. Um, I thought they had a great draft. I gave them a solid B. Um, they had the trade down with the Chiefs. Obviously, the Chiefs jumped up to grab Mahomes. And so they, in that deal, got a 2018 first. That's huge. Right. And just to, to add on to that a little bit, uh, that was noteworthy, um, which – is a little iffy. Um, after doing what you can would, would be considered a decent uh, draft, uh, the GM fired the next day. Uh, so, I, you know, it. I thought it was a good draft, man. The ownership they, is uh, you obviously know, didn't like it, but I thought it was a decent draft because I they, think they just didn't like him. Probably fair, but they ended up first round picked up Tre'Davious White, who I think is he was probably the second best cornerback in the draft. And then in the second, they grabbed Zay Jones, who I yeah. thought was a beast of a He's wide a receiver. Dude. He's an awesome wide receiver. Um, and then in the fifth, they, they ended up grabbing Nathan Peterman, who a lot of people really liked as a quarterback prospect because he came from that NFL-ready environment in college. Yeah, not a great arm, but not a great arm. smart knows guy, knows the NFL-style offense. Right. So if he pans out to be anything, I know the Bills, uh, you know, They've still got some solid quarterback play. Yeah. But if they can bring him up, uh, you know, work him in there, kind of duel it out with Cardale Jones, that's a solid draft, in my opinion, for the Bills. And, you know, it's too bad that they fired the GM, and I yeah. think they fired a bunch of their scouts, too. He doesn't get to reap any of his benefits. Yeah, it's too bad. As far as uh, the worst drafts, I'm going to go number one, the Bears. Oh, the Bears. That's a surprise. 
Uh, it shouldn't be. <laughs> it should be a surprise. Yeah, I gave them a solid D. Uh, the trade up to two for Trubisky was just obviously complete shock to everybody. Asinine. It's <laughs> the only word I can think of. No, it just... it's just a terrible pick. I mean, Trubisky was not a number two overall quarterback. No, not and, at all. They and panicked. To give, yeah, they panicked. Panic and to give up the amount of picks that they gave up to move up one spot when they really didn't need to, that's just terrible. Uh, and then also in the second, they ended up uh, going with uh, tight end Adam Shaheen, mm-hmm. who most people thought he was a, he was kind of a late riser. He was raw talent. Raw, it, yeah. raw talent. But to me, to grab Trubisky, who, if he pick, and then to go for like the raw talent guy in the second, that's a pretty rough start to a draft, in my opinion. Yeah, that's unfortunate for for nothing else. The tight end. I mean, he, because you know, how, how is he? If he is a raw talent, he needs somebody to kind of put him, or to be to be under someone's wing. You oh, know? completely agree. Um, and it, it's going to be really hard to do when you're thrown into a just a rough situation. Yeah, and, I mean, as far as the Bears' quarterback situation too, they just signed Mike Glennon this right. offseason. Big money for three year. 45 mil. Big money. So to jump up, give away all the picks, and take Trubisky, oh, man, just well, that not a and, good draft. Uh, Glennon found out about the Trubisky draft at a party celebrating Glennon. <laughs> and so, you know, yeah. th- there's that, and then you have the head coach, Mike or, uh, John Fox, finding out about the, the yeah, pick an no hour clue. or two hours before no the draft actually, the pick actually happened. Just... That's, yeah, it's rough. It's a rough situation to be in. Uh, the next one that I've got, I've got the Rams uh, down there. I've got them at a C minus. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of their draft, primarily kind of how I touched on with Shaheen, just those raw talent guys. Right. Well, they pretty much uh, their first and second rounders were complete raw talent guys. Um, they they grabbed uh, Everett tight end. Who I mean, Gerald Everett. He's a good tight end, but again, he's uh, just a raw guy. He is, and, yeah. And to me, that seemed like a great blocker to me. Yeah, he's not a great blocker, and that's a little risky to me. And then they went with another raw talent receiver, uh, Cooper Cup. Yeah. Who I mean, he's good, but he came from a small time school. You almost wonder if he can make that next step and jump up into the NFL. It, it seemed like a reach. It, a little bit They're of a hoping. reach. Yeah, and so they're kind of just. Putting their eggs uh, in, you know, these two guys and hoping that it works out. But to me, that's a risky draft. Uh, the third one I've got, I've got the Giants down there. I gave them a C minus as well. Um, their first round pick kind of, I don't know, kind of puzzled me. They ended up taking uh, Evan Ingram. Yeah. Who's an awesome receiving tight end. Can't block to save his life, but he's a great receiving tight end. But if you're the Giants, why? Like, why do you need more pass catchers? To me, it's it seems like in, in all of the guys that they have on the team that are uh, uh, the rookie from last year, I can't remember his name real fast. Um, he he didn't seem like he had that much of an ego. But the other the other three guys, including Ingram, they have egos. They, they need they the ball. want the ball. Uh, yeah. You know, you, in order for them all to get their touches, you got to throw it fifty times. Yeah, and they got to be completions. Yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan of that. And then in the third, uh, they ended up snagging Davis Webb, which yeah. looks like a pretty decent pick. That could be a good pickup. But unfortunately, uh, I'd seen some reports where I kind of feel bad for Davis Webb because the Giants essentially told Eli, oh, don't even worry about um, trying to you know help out Webb. You worry about winning. So for Davis Webb to step into a situation where the veteran cor- uh, quarterback isn't told to really help him along and help him learn the NFL game. Kind of deterred. Yeah, you're you're kind of Yeah, they're they're kind of starting Davis Webb off kind of handcuffed which stinks for yeah. him. And you know, he he the epitome of raw talent like we're talking about here. Yeah. He wasn't uh he he wasn't the all-around quarterback you you needed to see, so he does need to be taught. Absolutely. Um, and I'm not real high up on Eli. Eli is I, I do consider him an elite quarterback. Yeah. He's great. He is the bottom tier of elite quarterbacks, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you can't put up a 30-interception season a couple years 
in a row and, and it not it's, yeah be that a problem you drops know. you down a little bit but um you know the, he's a winner um and you know that would have been a good spot for Webb to learn but it kind of sounds like he's not going to now yeah so that's that's the knock I had on that Giants draft and then a uh, dishonorable mention I've got the uh, Cincinnati Bengals yeah I gave them a C um they were they were right there with the Giants I almost gave them a C minus they they snagged John Ross. Super early in the draft, which kind of way too blew my early. mind. Yeah, way too early. Um, the guy's fast. That's about all he has going for him. He's fast. That's it. And I, to me, that's just I don't like that pick. And then also they they ended up taking uh, Mixon, which we obviously pretty much our thoughts were guy was undraftable. Yeah. No, you don't touch a woman. Yeah. Don't don't hit a woman. Don't do it. Uh, you're undraftable. They ended up snagging him. You know, in the second, you know, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and he, he probably is going to be a good quarterback as long as he keeps uh, running, running back, back as long as he keeps his nose clean. Yeah. But like I talk, like we both talked about last week, he, he is in such a bad situation because they already have a locker room littered with guys that are in bad situations. Um, so I just, it, I don't see it making sense. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens. So those were my uh, draft grades. That's that's what I've got. I thought the draft was pretty solid this year, um, all the way through. I mean, you had a lot of talented players, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So this year, I feel like you had some teams that they were almost forced to take really awesome players. So you didn't have guys that were really screwing the draft up too bad. Yeah, to me, it, uh, the draft one through ten was kind of weak, but. 11 through 60 was phenomenal. Super strong. It yeah. was a really deep draft. No, Nobody was other than Miles Garrett, and some people argued against Miles Garrett too, but no one really stood out to be above and beyond anybody else. Yeah. Um, but it was so deep that, you know, there weren't, there weren't a lot of busted drafts just because there were enough good players to where you had to pick a good player. Yeah. Um, which, is, which is good. It's fun to watch for us. Absolutely. Um, and I think I can... I can say this for everybody. Bring on the season, man. Let's yeah. come on. Let's can't, get the football started. Absolutely. It'll be fun to continue talking about, you know, these rookies coming into the league throughout the rest of the year when the season comes up. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it for sure. Yeah, man. Uh so let's switch over to the NBA a little bit. Um we'll spend a, a decent amount of time on it. There's uh the the playoffs coming in or you know, the, almost the end of the uh second Round, um, we have, we both have opinions on on certain things there. You know what? Let's just start off. We Brandon and I were making a point not to talk about this, just because this dude doesn't deserve to be talked about, in my opinion. Right. Um, but I just can't ignore it anymore. Lonzo Ball, um. owner of the Big Baller brand, um, released. Uh, he released his shoes. Uh, not too long ago, it was uh, earlier this week. Yeah. The uh, the Zo twos. How much are those going for right now? Um, I think uh, four ninety five. You four, can afford that, right? Four hundred ninety five dollars for a pair of shoes. For a pair of shoes from a guy that's never played a minute in the NBA. Not even drafted yet. No. Uh, he he in an interview said, if you can't afford his shoes, he doesn't want you to wear them because you're not a big enough baller. Um, now. I went to school for marketing and sales. So one of the first things you're taught is to not do that. Right. Because um, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> um, you know, you want people to buy your stuff. Um, this guy's selling uh, the sl- selling sliders for $220. Uh, he's selling he, uh, snapbacks for 100 bucks. T-shirts for 50 to 75 Just uh, insane. It just doesn't make sense. No. Uh, and the... The big thing is the 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 real big three, not the big ballers. The real big three, right. Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour, won't even touch his son no. because of him. Yeah, they he's asking for three billion dollars to be part of his big baller brand. Ridiculous. Uh, and they they're just saying, who are you? Yeah, I, get, just get out of here, Lavar. Like you're you're nuts, man. Like, and, it, and, and this, I feel bad because he's really hurting his son. He is. I mean, and unfortunately. He's almost forcing his son. At some point, his son's either going to have to just drop his dad, right, in order to, you know, actually get somewhere yeah. in the, you know, brand of himself. 
or he's just, just gonna have, or he's just gonna have to stick it out and have to deal with this kind of stuff. Yeah. So this guy is either, uh, he, yeah, he's got to choose between his father and his career. Yeah. Which is horrible that his dad's making him make that choice. Yeah. Um, it's you know it's either like you said you gotta you gotta drop pops and sign with one of the big guys who will make you money, oh, who absolutely. will get your brand out there, um, who will, uh, you know, not even just the brand. The thing about um, like like when Jordan he was getting fined for his for wearing his Jordans on the court. Nike paid for every one of those fines. Exactly. Uh, you know if when they they go above and beyond uh, certain things. If you're a good player, don't get me wrong, they don't do it to everybody. I'm sure, but if you're a good player, they will take care of you. Yeah. Um. And and you're and you're telling them no right now. Yeah. Because you want to hang you out with dad who and sell four hundred ninety five dollars shoes. And this guy, in his head, genuinely thinks. That his shoes are worth that money. Yeah. The same guy who genuinely thinks because of his sheer size, Michael Jordan could not beat him one on one. Yeah. I mean, he's just a complete ego maniac, essentially. And he believes it. Oh, yeah. He believes every it's single wild. word that comes out of his mouth, even though it's completely crazy and ludicrous. It's it. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um. And I I think we should stop talking about it and not talk about it again. But I needed to get that out of my system. I'm fine with that. All right, man. <laughs> so the uh, the playoffs, um, the Warriors and Jazz. Warriors are up two nothing, um, and to me, the Warriors are just making this boring. Oh yeah, they're yeah they're just completely dominating the Jazz all the way through, and you know you kind of see them. They're just they're just out there, essentially, dream, you know daydreaming through the games. Right. It's not much of a competition. I Warriors are probably going to end up sweeping that series. They are, and see, my only problem with them is, I mean, it's it's you know what happened, what's happening to the league right now, is they're dominating is a boring dominating. Like the Cavs, you know, they're they're shooters as well, but you still have LeBron just throwing down some nasty dunks. Oh, You've yeah. got Tristan swatting dudes. Um, you know, it's it's. It, they're blowouts, but it's still fun to watch. Oh, absolutely! The Warriors game, they, uh, you know, they're, they're just boring. They're just they just sit behind the three point line and, and just, just shut them up and shoot and, and shoot they're good and shoot. at it. So they get up by you know twenty points and they just keep shooting well, you're threes. Just watching, shooting threes. you're basically watching free throws all day. You know, <laughs> yeah. and that's not fun. It's it's not, and unfor- you know, unfortunately, the Warriors, you know, hopefully next round. They'll see a little more competition because, yeah, up to this point, it's been super boring. I mean, we really haven't even touched on them much because it's been so boring. There's, yeah, there's nothing, nothing to, talk about. to talk about there. No. I mean, you the got, Warriors are dominating the shooting threes. That's Draymond about Green's it. playing phenomenal. He really is. But, I mean, you don't even notice it because all they're doing is shooting. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, next, we'll move down uh, Spurs and Rockets. Uh, had a big hit to the Spurs with Tony Parker going down uh, injured, but Spurs ended up winning the next game. Uh, most people were kind of counting them out. It'll be interesting. Uh, what do you think is going to happen rest of this series? Man, it's, it's a tough one. Uh, you know, the Spurs are looking old, oh, first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. You know, and, and I realize we say this every single year, so when are you going to you know, actually just stop saying it, I guess? I don't know. I don't, I don't plan on stopping, I guess. <laughs> but they just they do look old. Yeah. Um, the... The the reason that I feel they're they're still winning is, um, you know, Harden's angle I think is causing him more problems than he's leading you on. Yeah, to believe because he he's shooting thirty one percent right now. For, I think for, for for the series. Yeah, which, which is, is bad, horrendous for him. For him. Yeah, uh, you know, I I feel like he can't get enough under the ball because of his because of his ankle, um, and they. They aren't the same without him. Yeah. Um, you know, even last year, same team virtually. It, he wasn't passing the ball the way he is this year. They weren't anything compared to what they are this year. They need the current, uh, or, or at least this season, Harden. Um, and when he's healthy, he's playing amazing. But I don't know that he is healthy right now. And you, you know, he, he doesn't have enough. Uh, he has he has great talent around him. He doesn't have enough. He doesn't have anybody that can kind of take over like he does. Right. Um, that can kind of help out. With that being said, man, I 
I feel like I have to go with the Spurs. I'm going to say they're, they're going to take them to six or seven. Um, but I just, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Rockets win. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same same way you are. I I think this series is definitely going probably, I don't know, I could see it going seven games. I could easy. I, yeah. Easy. But who's going to win? I, I don't know. I could see the Rockets winning. Yeah. But you can't count out the Spurs. You can't count out the Spurs anymore. You've got... You've got Popovich, who's you know best coach in the NBA currently. Yeah, currently, probably. yeah, and he just is a fantastic game planner, regardless of who is out there on the court. Yeah, he yeah. can make just scrub dudes look like it's beasts. The system. Yeah, he's it's the, the system, man. Uh, so it, I, know, I don't know. I, I could see the Spurs winning. I could see the Rockets winning. I'm gonna go Spurs. Spurs. Yeah. So you know, to, to me. Kawhi is really proving LeBron's point, uh, you know, early in his career. Yeah, you can't do it alone. Um, you know, he 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 gets them this far. You can easily dominate the the regular season with with a with an all star with yeah. a, not even an, with a superstar. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can easily win. Um, you know, it happens all the time. I mean, look at OKC. They they won. They got to the playoffs. They you know won pretty easily for a while because of a superstar. With that being said, um, I don't really think that Kawhi... I mean, he, he's proving LeBron's point. It's not quite the same. Not the same at all. No. And Kawhi's got quite a bit more talent surrounding him than LeBron had early on in his career. Right. And let's just take Tim Duncan out of this. Uh, the same is with LeBron. I'm going to take Shaq out of it because Shaq was old. He, he he didn't really do anything for the Cavs. Yeah, completely. So let's take Duncan out of this. Let's just start from right now on for the Spurs. They've got Tony Parker, Danny Green, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, David Lee, Patty Mills, Manu Ginobili, Pau Gasol. Five of those guys, perennial all-stars. Yeah. Not just an all-star one or two years. They These guys made it. Several years, years in a row, uh, Tony Parker, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, Manu Ginobili, Paul Gasol, all the time in the playoffs, or in, uh, in the All-Star game. David Lee made it to a decent amount in yeah. his prime. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, I think didn't Danny Green make it? I don't think he'd made it to one. Danny Green, well, he had that breakout season Yeah, a I don't think he made back. it to one, but, he, but yeah, he was, he was... He's still a solid player. Right. You know... And, and they're all getting older, like we've talked about. They're they're looking old, but you guys, you have these guys around you. So yes, I would agree. You are virtually doing it on your own right now, but it's not the same as what LeBron had. Let's just put it this way: LeBron had Zydrunas Logowskis, who I was a huge fan of growing Dude's up. Dude's awesome. Love that guy. Zydrunas was my dude, but he made it to I think what two or three All Star games um, in the middle of his prime. Um, yeah. And. and Partially, partially, that was because of LeBron, but he was he was pulling Booby Gibson, Sasha Pavlovich, Mo Williams, JJ Hickson, an old <laughs> Drew Gooden, yeah. uh, Anderson Verjao, who you know played well for the Cavs, but that's it yeah. again, probably because of LeBron. Three of those guys made to one or two All Star games, so to me, it's it's not the same. No, it's, it's, not, it's the same. not the same. LeBron is in any way. So high above everybody else, it's unreal. If you put Kawhi on that same team, it's not. A, I, he's I don't not even know the if finals. they're. No, they're. I don't even know if they get out of the first round. Honestly. Not getting to the finals. And Kawhi, Kawhi's a great player, but I am so sick and tired of this better than LeBron talk. Uh, you know, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. No. Pop said it the other day. Uh, Kawhi is the new Michael Jordan. Uh, he just. Yeah, that's just stop it. <laughs> you know, to me, you know, and to me, and I'm, you know what, I'm tired of saying LeBron's like LeBron's like Michael Jordan because he's really not. No, he's talent wise, you know, in in my opinion, and uh, you know, everybody differs on it. He has surpassed MJ, but even if he hasn't, to me, Michael Jordan was more like Scottie Pippen. Who, keep in mind, once Michael Jordan left, Scottie Pippen still. Took that team to to the playoffs. Yeah, still made an All Star game. He actually won the MVP that year. Um, so you know, big body, lockdown defender, great passer. He was a really good passer, decent shooter. 
Who's that, that sound like? Sounds like LeBron James That's LeBron. to me. Yeah. So, you know, he's better than Scottie Pippen was, but he is the same player as Scottie Pippen. So, you know, if you took Scottie Pippen, you know, his overall body and skills, um, and then put in the 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 will and the explosiveness of MJ, that's LeBron. Yeah. Uh, so I'm so sick and tired of hearing that Kawhi, the best all, he's the best two way player. If you're gonna say the best two way player, he's got to be the best player. It, he is great defender. We talked about before, not that much better. It, you know, right. and I'll, I'll say he is better, but not to call him the best overall and the next MJ is just insane. It's to ridiculous. Me. Insane to me. Um, Speaking of LeBron, the Cavs and Raptors, uh, they've got a kind of a, a series going on. Kind of, but Cavs are just dominating the Raptors up to this point. And, um, yeah, I mean, now you've got Kyle Lowry probably doubtful for Game 4. Said he's probably doubtful. And to me, that's strictly because why are you going to hurt your best player in a game you know you're going to lose? You're going to lose. Yeah, I mean, Cavs have been just killing it. Like you Let said. Let rest the rest of the offseason. You know, the Warriors have had the uh, boring blowouts. Yeah. Cavs have had some pretty exciting blowouts. Yeah, they won. I mean, they were up by almost 30 the other day, and I was still locked in because they were having fun. It's fun. It's fun to watch. Uh, When the Cavs are dialed in, everyone's on the same page. They're a super fun team to watch. I mean, you got, you know, LeBron throwing down dunks. You've got Kyrie in a playoff basketball game. You've got Kyrie throwing, uh, you know, alley-oops off the backboard to LeBron. I mean, that's just silly, disrespectful stuff. Playground stuff. But it's awesome. Yeah. I I love watching it. it's so fun to watch. And it's fun to watch as a fan. He's not pulling up from three and hitting a, a, uh, you know, a breakaway three, three, which is... You know, which is great. It, it's it's really hard to do. Good for them, but it's boring. It's super boring. So, yeah, Cavs are going to end up sweeping that series. Raptors don't stand a chance, in my opinion. Um, yeah, the uh, like we talked about last week, the switch has been flipped uh, for LeBron. With that being said, the team now has flipped that switch. Yeah. Defensively, they have really locked down yeah, the last couple games. Big time. Um, you know, Kyrie is going hard right now. He's not shooting very well, but his... Ball handling seals are just it's just insane. Astronomical. I mean, there's there's certain situations that he gets in where I'm like, there's no way he's gonna come out of the oh, he just scored. Yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> insane. It's insane. It's nuts to watch. Um, and you know who it's really unfortunate for? Serge Ibaka is playing great. Yeah. That dude is shooting lights out. He's playing great defense. He's got nobody else. DeMar DeRozan is a ghost of himself when he plays against LeBron. Yeah. Uh, you know, it well, yeah, he's offering up uh, you know, people in the media a hundred dollars if they can find someone to help him stop LeBron. Yeah. I mean, right. That's yeah. that's how desperate he is to I mean, and come on. I'm pretty sure hit DeRozan. Legal, so I don't know. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> come on, DeRozan, you gotta offer a little more than a hundred. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, to and, you know, I honestly believe that because uh, this is the Serge Ibaka's contract is up at the end of the year. Oh yeah. Does he stay? I don't I'd, know if he does. I don't think he does. I, I mean, the way he's playing in these playoffs, he's uh, he'll probably move on to he's, bigger and better things. He's thinking, I'm too old to be running this team. I need somebody to run it for me, and I'll just and I'll, I'll sit back start. and kind of yeah yeah. And he's having to do all of it. Yeah, um, and it's just I don't I don't see it working for him. Now the Celtics Wizards series. This one's kind of uh, surprising, and this is a pretty intense series. You had the big uh, Ubre uh, Olinick. Throw down the other day. Yeah, that was that was pretty intense. Uh, Ubre ended up picking up a game four suspension for that. Yeah, can we talk about just for a second how dirty Olenek is? He's a horribly dirty player. I and, mean, what a couple of years ago was it? Yeah, two years two ago, years he had, ago. Uh, him yanking Kevin Love's arm off, like literally just literally out of the socket. just yeah, just yanking his arm off. Um, you've had him do that to other players. He's throughout. tripping players. He's yeah. I just, listen, come on. Like, what? There's yeah. no room for it. And no one's even, like, no one mentions it. Right. You know, and, you know, and they sh- everybody talks about Draymond Green, and they should. Everybody talks about, you know, Lance Stevenson, and they should. Why is Olin it got? Yeah, he's, he's, just, not, he's not very good. That's why. But Yeah, but, but still, you can't just go out there and yank people's arms off, trip people. He's getting away Illegal with screens. I mean, just everything. That's... That's ridiculous to me, and I yeah I don't like it one bit. I don't like it at all. Um, you know, to me for this series, 
John Wall has got to step it up. Uh, yeah. And he's playing well, but he's not he's not taking it over like he no. should. Um, you know, I thought earlier in the season he was kind of getting over that hump where he was he was passing the ball. Yeah. He wasn't trying to do too much. We talked about that a little bit uh, a couple episodes ago. Uh, but to me, you know, he's he's kind of falling back, and it's not even that his it's not that he's playing worse. It's just that he hasn't flipped that switch that everybody else flips that is of his talent level. Yeah. Um, and, you know, alongside of that, Bradley Beal's defense is gone right now. Right. We which talked is about crazy. I fully expected him to just shut down Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. And he has not even not close. Not even close to it. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is playing. I mean, dude's Put playing him out of his spot. Yeah. He's playing out of his mind these playoffs, which is awesome uh, for him. I mean, especially. With all of the adversity that has surrounded him prior to these playoffs starting, I mean, to see a player come through after such a tragedy happens in his family, that's pretty impressive to me. To be able to shut out all of the other adversity surrounding you and to go out and put up, you know, 50 points in a game. Yeah. I, and I'm pretty sure that 50 point game came on his, his late, you know, sister's, late birthday. sister's birthday. 23rd which, birthday. Man, that's, that's wild. Yeah. Uh, you know, before I go any farther into into that part, because I do have a couple uh, comments on that. Um, if he keeps this up, and you know, I, I'm even he- a little hesitant to say this because this is the first year that he's really come to. Yeah, he's always been good, but he's this is the first year he's like. Yeah, he's I mean, really he's kind of been, been passed Isaiah around the Thomas. league quite a bit, but yeah, he's really come into his own. If he plays superstar, yeah, if he plays like this, he will be the best six foot and under player Ever. in history. Yeah. Uh, currently and ironically, I think right now at five, at listed at five ten, is the original Isaiah Thomas, who, who is his namesake. Right. Um, you know, b- because that dude just—he was a—I mean, you know, he's a baller. He, he, he played on a busted up ankle in a play. You know, in the playoffs, and you know, he just—that's the kind of player you you want. Just the sheer toughness, the will to win. If Isaiah Thomas keeps playing the way he's playing and keeps doing what he's doing. He will be better than that Isaiah Thomas. Um, he will be the Isaiah Thomas, which right. and good for him. <laughs> yeah, and, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, and and with all that being said, twelve days ago lost his sister. Yeah, uh, you know, and like you said, put up a fifty spot on her birthday. Um, had his tooth busted out. Right. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but he said he had to go to the hospital the next day because his mouth was so swollen he couldn't talk. Uh, and the pain was unreal. He said it's the worst pain he's been in. Um, so, uh, th- this guy, listen, I, I mean, I've got a little brother. I can't imagine losing that kid and then just going, getting through it like that. I yeah. just, I couldn't imagine doing it. Completely agree. I know how, pref- like, how protective I am. I can only imagine. He, he had a little sister. I can only imagine it was ten times more protective. Uh, you know, so just the the mental, you know, ability to get through that is just unreal to me um you know unimaginable getting his like i said getting his tooth knocked out you know in the past 30 years not lebron not jordan not larry bird not none of those guys put up a 50 spot in the playoffs no none of those guys nope but isaiah thomas at 5-9 right after his sister passes away right after his mouth gets knocked all up puts up a 50 spot like it's nothing yeah it's just it's, unreal to it's me. It's crazy to watch. And it's fun. It's fun to watch, and it's also cool. I mean, you, you had Kobe Bryant after he dropped the 50 spot uh, kind of tweeting out to him, like, dude, you're yeah. you're part of the Mamba you're clan real, now, man. man. You're, you're legit. You're real. And even gave him a, gave him a little nickname. I mean, that's that's got to be real real awesome for Isaiah Thomas, man. Yeah. I mean, good for him. He's, he's got to be. I mean, he's got to be one of the toughest guys in the league. Oh, it has to be. Like, it, don't even worry about his mouth if you don't want to. I mean, it, from the sounds of things, that was that was rough in general. Right. But don't even worry about that. You know, just being able to do all of this, put a team on your back with all the stuff he's going through, you know, just like MJ did when his dad passed away, just like yeah. uh, Brett Favre did, you know, all this kind of stuff. The guys that have it, man, they've got it, and it is fun it's to watch. It's awesome to watch. Absolutely. Fun to watch. So, listen, guys. We, uh, Brandon and I, we were listening to the radio a couple days ago. Um, 
a couple of folks on the radio um, were discussing their favorite players, and they had talked about you know like a, a, a 12-man roster of who is current, um, and I disagreed with almost all of them, <laughs> you know. And it was I just I couldn't I needed to get it out of my system. So what I think is gonna be really fun is uh, why don't we go through our top 12. Uh, current, current players, players um, you know, not even necessarily top 12 players, but if we were going to put together a roster, who we would go with. Um, and for fun, why not? It's our show. We can do that. Uh, let's, let's do all time, too. Sounds, sounds good to me. All right. So starting, let's go starting lineup first. We'll kind of go through, we'll kind of, um, you know, mine's probably going to be better than yours, but that's yeah, fair. I don't know about that, but, but so, we'll see. So, uh, so my first, uh, my my starting lineup of current players, if I was building a team, Steph Curry uh, at point guard, shooting guard Clay Thompson, small forward LeBron James, power forward Kevin Durant, and my center would be Carl Anthony Towns, the cat. The cat. So, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Splash Bros. Yeah, I, I see it. They are one of the best shooters in in history, let alone in the league currently. And I feel like that's fair to say, um, just because you know even past players, you know they you know they argue about you know sitting and stuff like that. But 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 they will tell you that um, the the skill level and the body build and everything of this day and age is better than. Anyone in the past, and that goes for every sport. That goes for anything, really. Yeah. Just, bo- just people are different now with what they eat, how they condition, um, how they prepare. So, I feel like it's fair to say that those guys just are better shooters than anybody else ever has been. LeBron James, in my opinion, is the best player to ever play this game. Um, Kevin Durant, another one of the best shooters ever, um, and he's actually. Leading his team in blocks uh, at small forward, so I put him in my power forward spot. There's not a there's not a ton of uh, all time power forwards in the game right now. Carl Anthony Towns is by far the best center in the league right now. Yeah, I don't care what you say. He's got a great jumper. He's big. He's aggressive. He uh, he has said before. I don't care if I score a single point. I want as many rebounds as I can get. Which as is many awesome. blocks as I can get. So and that's just you know no one else is like that. And you know maybe he. Gets people wanting to be like that at some point again, but um, that's my starting lineup. What do you got? So I've got uh, point guard. I've got Steph Curry as well. Sure. I've got shooting guard. Now this one you're gonna differ with me on. I know. Obviously you picked a different player, but I got Giannis Antetokounmpo as my shooting guard. I'll let you explain. I'll explain later. <laughs> Small forward. I've got best player in basketball, LeBron James, probably the best ever. LeBron James. He is. Power forward, I went Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. And then center, Carl <clears throat> Anthony Towns. Right. So obviously, point guard, you got Steph Curry. I mean, best shooter in the game of basketball. Yeah. I want him running the team. Oh, Easy. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, then you've got shooting guard, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm. Can't shoot that well, but he can and do. I will. He can do. He can barely shoot, period. He can do. Everything. I mean, the dude is leading his team in steals, in rebounds, in assists, in pretty much... I mean, he's even leading that team in points. Granted, not shooting the ball. He's primarily, you know, dunking and a lot of around-the-basket stuff. But to me, I want a guy that's a do-it-all kind of player on my roster. So that's why I went with him. That's fair. My only counter to that is um, it is a shooting league. Um, so, you know, the whole league is designed around being able to shoot. Look at DeMar DeRozan just silenced in the playoffs. Um, he is a great player. I, I Don't get me wrong. Um, him leading the stats in every position or every, in every uh, category on his team, who else does he have? That's my question. That, very true, but still. Guy's a beast he's in a my good, opinion. He's good. He's good. And uh, you've got small forward LeBron James. I mean, that's a given. Best player in basketball. Yeah. And to me, having LeBron and Steph Curry, I mean, LeBron's almost like a point that's guard a as well. Right that's man, that's awesome. Uh, I want Draymond Green for my power forward. Um, you know, when he shoots well, he's a beast. Um, you know, obviously when he doesn't shoot well, dude's still a beast on the defensive end. Um, he's got the boards. He just uh, just 
the will to win that he'll he'll do anything to win yeah and i you know i'm not a huge draymond fan but he's a guy i'd probably want on my team because of his um abilities and also yeah that mental aspect he's just the enforcer kind of guy yeah uh and like you said center carl anthony towns best center in basketball right now you know super you know young guy that shoot maybe he'll bring the center position back into the NBA because really, like you said, the NBA has kind of become a shooter's league. You don't see the you know big centers with their moves down low anymore uh, like it used to be. Right. Hot take alert. If you mark my, you mark my words, if he stays healthy, he will be a Carl uh, Malone type where he's got a great jumper. He's uh, just a big body. Yeah. Um, could I even, can see it. You know, could even be. He's not quite the body of Shaq, but he could have the dominance of Shaq at some point. You know, if he stays healthy, if he, stays he keeps healthy. doing his thing. Um, man, he's he's good. I'm looking forward to the rest of his career. Who do you got as your uh, you know reserve players? All right, my second string. I the guy I just talked up like crazy, Isaiah Thomas, five nine point guard in the league, can still do his thing. Um, one of the toughest guys in the league, if not the toughest guy in the league. Um, he is absolutely running my point off the bench. Um, I have James Car- James Harden at uh, shooting guard. Um, you know, his, he's uh, the only reason he's quietly had an amazing season this year is strictly because of all the triple doubles um, and nobody else talked about him. But he has right. had a great season. Kawhi Leonard, great defender, good shooter. Obviously, he's he's the next up after LeBron. Uh, I do have Draymond Green at my my second power forward. This dude, if nothing else, like you talked about, is just tough. And the chatter, it just gets in people's head. Yeah. And I would hate to play against it. I would love to play with it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and you know, I, I want him on my team. The, the second center wouldn't probably be the highest rated or the second highest rated center in the league. But to me, uh, Jonas Valanciunas is, is one of the best yeah, he's a uh, one of the best center. centers. He, I can see it. He's got you know, great at rebounding. He's he's actually re- he's got a really nice pass, uh, and his his jumper is getting a lot better. You can see it in the playoffs. His jumper is getting uh, it's getting pretty nice. Um, and I'll, I'll just like to point out my first two uh, the first two lineups in my on my team. Carl Anthony Towns is the only player not in the playoffs still, and I think yours is pretty similar to that. Yeah. So. Car- you know, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns is the only player that I have. Yeah. Well, and you have uh, uh, the Greek Freak who just went out, but just went out. But, but yeah, to, you know, it it should say something to you, you know. Yeah. And a lot of these are on the same team. What What do you got? Second round or second so team? second team? I've got point guard Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. I mean, the triple double machine. The trip dubs. The trip dub machine. Um, just had a fantastic year this year. Um, just a you know. Goes 110% every game. I mean, and that's the kind of player I want running, you know, my second team. Uh, shooting guard, I've got James Harden as well, like you stated. I mean, if it wouldn't have been for Westbrook, people would have been talking about Harden a ton more this year. Yeah. So Harden, just a beast of a player, great shooter. Uh, small forward, I've also got Kawhi Leonard. Uh, like you had stated, he's, you know, probably next up. After LeBron. He's got a ways to wait, though. He's got a ways to wait. But he's still a fantastic player and just, you know, both ways, offensive, defensive, just fantastic. Uh, Power forward, I've got Kevin Durant. Um, Obviously, really awesome shooter. Just one of the best in the league right now. He's he's got these blocks, too. Yeah, I mean, he's just a... Quietly a good defender. Absolutely. So I went Kevin Durant there. Center, uh, I went with Anthony Davis. Obviously great at shooting, awesome at defense, great blocks, you know, get some rebounds. Um, I, I really like Anthony Davis. You know, I do too. The only, And I will tell you, I, he was, I was going between him and a couple other guys uh, for the second, uh, second or first and second uh, guys left. To me, the only reason I kept him out is his injuries. And that's the thing. It, he's just got to stay healthy. Um, if he was healthy, I mean, that would be heck of a lot better for him and his team. I mean, when he first started, he was putting up 30, 40, 50 points yeah. easily. But now he just can't stay healthy. But when he's healthy, he's just a beast of a player. Oh, and yeah. I really love it. 
Um, so now your your last two guys. My last two guys. These you, guys, go uh, the bench riders. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kyrie, um, the probably the best ball handler to ever play the game. Oh my gosh, the guy's uh, just insane. Just unbelievable. His finishing skills. I mean, he makes the dumbest shots look easy. Yeah. You know, they're just the way he drives in. And going up against guys like Valanciunas, and you're thinking, "What? Do you, no, all right, cool. uh, yeah, okay." He's <laughs> pulling off the backboard and did something crazy just, with it. Yeah, yeah, sure. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but he hits it, and he's ambidextrous. He can do whatever he needs to do. Uh, and then John Wall, yeah, uh, John like Wall. It. He's like I said, he's kind of disappeared in the playoffs strictly because he hasn't gone above and beyond. But he is a great player. He's starting to come back, starting to come around on the fact that he's passing the ball more. He's not putting up the stupid shots. Uh, I I like him, and I, I I wanted him as my last, my number twelve. I like it. I went uh, Kyrie Irving as well. Right, like you had stated, just just a beast of a ball handler, yeah. great finisher, and I mean the guy can shoot too. His threes are nasty. His threes are awesome. When he's on, he's really on. Yeah. Um, and then my second guy, I've got Clay Thompson. You know the the second part of the Splash Bros. Uh, yeah. Clay Thompson's a great shooter. Great defender. Great defender. And just a, you know, quietly, especially on the Warriors team now. It's not an ego guy. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't get talked about a whole lot. Just because you have guys like Steph Curry and Draymond Green and, you know, Kevin Durant on that team, he's kind of flying under the radar, but the guy is still a beast. He, yeah, he's, so that's that's who I went with for my 12-man. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> the current players. Why don't we move on to the all-timers? Yeah, I, I would like to say before we move on real quick, my team would be yours. But other than that, yeah, well, uh, you know. It's... We may have to do some, like, 2K uh, simulation with those teams. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, but both were great teams. Absolutely. Uh, All-time, why don't you go ahead and start first string? My first string all-timers, I've got point guard Magic Johnson. Okay. Got shooting guard Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Small forward, LeBron James. Power forward, Tim Duncan. And center, we've got Wilt Chamberlain. So, point guard-wise, Magic Johnson, just an insane passer in his time. And that's the guy I want running my team, especially when you've got guys like Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Tim Duncan, Wilt, that can obviously score the ball, That's a man. smart team. Super smart team. Uh, Michael Jordan, I mean, you know, some would say he's the greatest of all time. I still think he's it's second Le- best. I still think it's LeBron James, but uh, he's still, you know, the best shooting guard to ever play the game. Um, so that's a given. You've got the best player in the game of all time, the GOAT, LeBron James. The king Small of Akron. Forward, the, the king. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously taking him for the small forward spot. Power forward, Tim Duncan. I mean, Tim Duncan, to me, is the the best power forward to ever play the game. I mean, just an insanely smart player. He wasn't the most athletic guy, but he was so fundamental. You know, he's the big fundamental. He's the big fundamental. Uh, you know, he's so fundamental that he just tore dudes up just with pure fundamentals. Mm-hmm. And it's just awesome to watch. It's great to watch as a, a basketball fan. Um, you know, he's not trying to do anything super flashy, just super low-key, no-ego guy. That's a guy I want on my team. And then uh, Wilt Chamberlain, that dude was just a beast back in his day, man. I mean, just a beast. He, block yeah. block machine, scoring machine, uh, just an all-around dog. He spent a whole season averaging more minutes than there are in a game because they played so many overtimes and yeah. he dominated. He played every, every single minute. Minute. So that's the guy I want as my center. What have you got? So mine's mine's a little bit different, but they're pretty close. I've got point guard Jason Kidd. All right. Uh, shoot that. Shooting guard Michael Jordan. I've got small forward LeBron James. I got power forward Tim Duncan and center Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. So Jason Kidd was. While we were growing up, one of the best passers in the game. Oh, he was insane to watch. Yeah, they in the beginning they referred to him as Asin Kid because he didn't have the J. Um, but you know, by the end of his career, uh, this guy he's he was putting up not quite the the uh, number of triple doubles um, because he was I you know I think that Westbrook was a little more focused on getting the triple doubles. Yeah. Um, whereas Jason was not, but. To me, he was the original of 
um, of point guard just going for the triple doubles. Um, not not necessarily reaching for him, but just getting him because of the skill level. He was yeah. a big dude, could back guys down. Great passer. I want him at point guard. Michael Jordan, second best player to ever play the game, uh, up until probably these last two years, was the best. Yeah. Um, and probably still the best. You know, best. I mean, the just the skill level of offensive. You know, but. Uh, Small forward LeBron James, obviously. We've been through that. You're not going to hear it. We're not going to stop talking about him. Um, if you don't like it, sorry. We, you know, He's, he's the greatest. He's the greatest. Um, so we're just going to talk about him. Um, t- big time Timmy D, Tim yeah. Duncan. Um, the big fundamental, like we talked about, just kissing the glass. This dude, just by tore, far tore the up. best. Small, it, it, he played... The last five years on nothing but bone on bone in his knees, and, st- and still, still was a beast. It was a beast. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, how are you moving? But I mean, he's he's that good. And the guy that I'm surprised you left off, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the l- number one in points. Just just you wait, man. He just has you wait. he has the uh, you know j- j- the sky hook that you, it was. It, Name one it was other just pl- nasty. Name one other player that has that one shot that you know's coming and is unstoppable. Yeah, no, I, I get the it. The only man. other player that I can think of is maybe Dirk, uh, with his with his with fade, fadeaway, his fader jumping. But Cream had the only that I can think of. Just you could not stop that shot. He was going to tell you he was going to do it, and he'd hit it. Jordan used to do that kind of stuff, but that was just him being good. This was just an unstoppable move. Yeah. Um, and he has to be that center. You know, a ton of rebounds, ton of blocks, number one in points. That's him. What you got for number two? Number two, uh, I went Steve Nash for my point guard. Got Kobe Bryant as my shooting guard. Got Larry Bird, small forward. And then I went Carl Malone, power forward. And then your boy, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, there is my is. center. Uh, Steve Nash, dude, was just a beast back in his time. I mean, just an back insane back MVPs, back-to-back MVP, just an insane passer, great at scoring the basketball, great defender, just all around, just beast. So that's that's the guy I want running my second squad. Uh, shooting guard Kobe Bryant. I mean, the Mamba man. I mean, dude's the Black Mamba, just awesome. Uh, just an awesome player. Uh, can Put up 81 points like that. I mean, dude's just a beast. Uh, Larry Bird, really awesome player, man. I I love you know watching old tape of Bird and just the some people I I feel like they don't realize how good Larry Bird was. And I mean, he's he gets talked about as being you know one of the you know best players to play the game, but man, you watch some of his tape. The guy was just you know. Dominating his passing ability, oh, um, it's insane! And he actually, uh, his three point percentage is is nasty. Is a yeah. great three point percentage, but he was averaging uh, one to three shots a game because that's just what what the league was. Yeah, if he played today, he's putting up 10, 11 free threes in a game. Oh, he's, yeah. he's doing Easy. the same thing Steph's doing. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got him, and then Carl Malone. He was just a beast of a dude i mean just a big guy um great defensively great offensively carl's the guy i want running my second power forward spot and then like you talk kareem leader in points just an all-around beast i i really wrestled with kareem and wilt i ended up giving the nod to wilt on the first but kareem's you know Right up there. I mean, and like you he's stated, be, yeah, he's just unstoppable with that with that awesome skyhook. He, he's the guy. Uh, yeah. What have you got second string? So yours and mine are actually really similar. So I've got point guard Steve Nash, um, shooting guard Kobe Bryant, small forward Larry Bird, power forward Tim Duncan, or I'm sorry, Carl Malone, um, and the center Shaq. I went Shaq O'Neal. Okay. So. Steve Nash, like we talked about, back-to-back MVPs, he made the most beautiful passes I've ever seen in oh, my man. life. Yeah, like he was, he was the only player that I've ever enjoyed that much watching, without ever dunking the ball. Like just, yeah. he was so fun to watch, and he wasn't even one scoring. It was just, it was incredible. Uh, Kobe, the dude's a dog. Uh, he had, he had the. 
the will to win. Um, and yeah. He would have died for the ball. Yep. Um, Larry Bird, I'm, there, I'm right there with you. Uh, defensively and uh, uh, defensively and passing, he just underrated. You know, he's yeah. unbelievable. Carl um, Malone, real big dude. Um, you know, wide shoulders could could get the boards. Could had a real nice jumper. And then Shaq, who in our lifetime has been the most dominating, oh, dominating. player. Absolutely. Um, you know, even even with LeBron, um, he he doesn't he doesn't dominate a space like Shaq did. Shaq didn't have to move around the court like LeBron does. And it's not even that LeBron has to; he just does because um, he has a skill set to do it. Shaq would stand in w- within a 15 foot radius of the same spot. And he, still just tear you he up. He got the ball. You knew he was getting the ball. You double, triple teamed him. He still dunked it on everybody. Or he would throw a nice pass over his shoulder to Kobe uh, Cutting. Yeah. I loved watching him. Um, and he's he's easily my second center. So as far as uh, the reserves, the bench guys, uh, first guy I've got, I've got Allen Iverson. And then the second guy that I snagged was Shaq. Yeah. Allen Iverson, that dude was just... A beast. I mean, real scrappy dude. Uh, you know, went out there every game, given kind of like you know an Isaiah Thomas type player. Yeah. You know, just given one hundred and ten percent, unless it was practice. You know, he, you're he wasn't practice. We're right not now. talking about practice. Uh, but he was just a super, uh, you know, locked in guy. Just always locked into the game. Did whatever he needed to do to win. And that's a guy I want on my bench. And then, like you stated, Shaq was just dominating. I mean, yeah, you throw Shaq in there, let him chill around uh, the, you know, the hoop, throw the ball into him, and he's dunking on you. He doesn't have to do anything else. Doesn't have to do anything else. So um, to me, that that's who I've got. Who do you have? So, you know, I'm thinking it's funny because our teams and we didn't, you know, Brandon and I didn't discuss this at all before we before we started recording. Um, you know, we just went with our beliefs. Um, we have the exact same team, minus I don't have Wilt and you don't have Steph Curry, who is my <laughs> first reserve. Okay. Because he is the best shooter to ever play the game. And I'll say that a hundred times if I need to. This dude is the best shooter that has ever played the game. I don't care what the rest of his skill set is. I'm not using the rest of his skill set. I've you got Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, and Allen Iverson, who is my second uh, reserve. Same thing you talked about, AI. He just... He's he's the answer. He, he you ask the question. He's the answer. You put him in. He took some trash teams to the to the playoffs. Yeah. Um. And even the finals. Um. Just a great you know a great fun dude to watch. Um. Our teams are good, man. Man, our teams are good. I'm thinking we need to set up some sort of sim, and see how these yes. teams fare against each other. That's gonna be fun. We'll tell you guys what happened too. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um. That's about all we have for this week, but next week uh, we'll be talking NBA still. Uh, Maybe we'll even have some teams in the third round of the playoffs and we can kind of give some, you know, predictions there. Talk a little bit of NFL, what's happening from now until the season begins, and maybe we'll dive into some uh, baseball. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun uh, since we're kind of – into the season a little more maybe start hammering out some baseball sure and you know we just have a lot of fun doing this and just talking ranting talking about what we want to talk about hopefully you guys enjoy listening and if you do we'd love if you subscribed uh, to our channel so you can stay updated on all the podcasts we're putting out Really had a fun time talking this week, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, guys. Uh, if you could follow us on Twitter at OTE Pod, uh, you know, tell us what's up. Watch what we're gonna. We post all of our shows. We, uh, you know, we'll live tweet some games. We're, we have a good time. Um, you know, talk to us. Thanks a lot, guys.